welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. This week, we've got the Warrington Wolves FA Cup uh, review. Warrington Town, Warrington Rylands Derby preview. We've also got the local roundup of the Cheshire League, the Warrington Saturday and Sunday League. And we've also got Peter Slavin from Orford FC from the Warrington League coming in to talk to us about the start of their season. This is the Warrington Football Podcast. Welcome to the Warrington Football Podcast. It's Jacko, PJ and Tim. This week, it's a surprise that Tim's on after what happened in the Manchester Derby. Are we all okay? No, I'm not feeling very well, to be honest, guys. Might have to leave if you carry on. <laughs> I've warmed up now from today. <laughs> yeah, we. so me and PJ, we'll start with this so today. Me and PJ, we're at the Warrington Wolves Women FC versus Altrincham FA Cup tie. Um, a game that was superb. PJ, you agree? Yeah, uh, been one of the best games I've been to in a very long time. Um, both teams played very well. Um, I think Warrington Wolves, la- Warrington Wolves ladies um, started the game off superbly. I think the way they were playing the football. Uh, I think they dropped off through uh, about 20, 25 minutes into the first half. And then Altrincham got on top. Uh, and then he scored, but we we did miss the goal. We saw the ball go into the net yes. <laughs> because we were looking because we were looking at the team. Oh, we, for we United, were, and we, we were looking. Yeah, we were looking. City. We were looking at who, who was playing for United because they were doing that badly. We thought Maguire might have got a game, but um, yeah, we still Warrington Warrington Women FC or Warrington Wolves Women FC should have been probably two or three up in the first 10, 15 minutes, but the altar keeper had an absolute blinder. Yeah, she's just making saves um, point blank, wasn't there? Point blank header, and she tips it over the bar. Yeah. And then she's uh, a save down to a, a bottom right. Got down very well and perfect, uh, good save. Yeah, I mean, the, the, like I said, we, we missed the goal. It looked like quite a good finish, didn't it? When uh, Alti scored, it went right in the bottom right hand corner as we saw the ball yeah. go into the net. Um, and then second half, Warrington. Come out and they were they were brilliant in the second half. Uh, pretty much all half they they they, they scored an equaliser through Emily Walton, absolute yeah. ab- absolute screamer. About thirty yard, was it? Oh, easy, easily, yeah. Um, top top bins. It was a top goal. Uh, and then they then they they took lead to a penalty. Um, I think we, I think that was a soft. I still think it was a soft penalty. Yeah, I think it possibly was. I mean, Iran Arand was outstretched. It it's it's Arand. Um it was the thing that that was the last thing that lady did, wasn't it? Because she got taken off about two minutes later. Um yeah. number fourteen for Alti, but yeah, they they number played 12. 
was number 14, she was, who handballed it. No, it wasn't number it was. 12. Let's not have an argument about this, because I'm right. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I, I mean, I think a big difference to the game was when Nicola Chatterley came on, um, off the bench, number nine. Um, I thought she had a really good game. Um, attacking, attacking down the left. Um, she offered a bit more balance. And she had a really, I thought she played really well when she came on. Um, yeah. There was a couple of other, other players who impressed us. Um, Rachel Dickinson, who was playing on yeah, the right side. Her deliveries were fantastic yeah. in the first half. I thought she had a real, caused a real well, threat. Even in the, even in the second half, when she while when she was while she was still on. Yeah. Did she, she go off? No, she stayed on. She missed the penalty. Oh, did she? Out, didn't she? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, we'll come we'll, on, we'll come come on to that. So, Warrington were um, playing really well. They probably should have been even further in front after they, they, they had a post and they had a couple of other chances where they should have scored. Again, um, the keeper made some fantastic saves again. Yeah, she did. And then, from a free kick, Alty's number 10. We haven't got a name, but Alty's number 10. It's a free kick from about 25 yards out into the top corner. Um, yeah. And as soon as she hit it, we, all, we, we both went that's in. It was one of them, one of them strikes where you just sort of knew it was going to go in, um, and it was a, it was a, it was a bit of a kick in the teeth really for Warrington because I think Warrington deserved to win the game, um, and it was a bit disappointing that they, that they didn't get get over the line, um, but then they went into penalties. So straight after, I think Alty scored about two minutes to go, um, they then went to penalties. Um, Warrington. Scored, I think, three out of the five, five, four out of the five. Yeah, um, I think it was only um, Rachel. Uh, yeah, Rachel Dickinson that missed. Yeah, she but... missed. She missed twice, didn't she? Because she missed the first one. And the keeper was off a line. Oh and yeah, missed, and then she missed the second one. Um, and the keeper saved it. Yeah, well, they, that's it. The, the uh, Katie Donahue then immediately saved the ball, saved the next penalty, which I think took the pressure back off Warrington. Um, and there were some excellent penalties, particularly from uh, Emily Savage, who put it uh, right in the top corner. No keeper in the world would have saved. Um, whether yeah. she meant to put it as close to the crossbar as she did, I've got no idea because it was it was a real, real. I thought it was a real good performance from from Warrington, and I thought they they deserved to win. Um, yeah. So they just want to give us just give out a shot for Chloe Green, who was a who dominated that midfield all, yes. all game. So we 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 were debating whether she was going to be man of the match. Uh, either her or uh, Rachel Dickinson, but I think I think Chloe just about edges it because she didn't miss a, didn't miss a penalty. Um, yeah. Also the striker uh, Sam Hazel, I thought she played really well as well. I thought she worked yeah. the channels really well. She may not have got on the score sheet, but she did put a bit, put a massive shift in. Um, in, all, in all fairness, we could go through the whole team and say they played well. Yeah, they did. They, we, they, I was in, they were the out, they were the ones who were outstanding. They were outstanding today. Yeah. So that, that was the, that's the second time I've seen them. Um, and it was the second time I've seen them win. So we were a bit worried at the first half when they were losing 1-0 because we thought it might have been your curse. You know, the game yeah. where you turn up, they lose. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, yeah. Was a, it was a good performance. The next round for the FA Cup is the 23rd of October. Um, so hopefully they get a good draw there. And I'm sure the Warrington Football Podcast will be there to watch the game. So that's the Warrington Wolves Women FC. What we'll do next is we'll talk about Warrington Town and Warrington Islands and preview the local derby. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. 
It's Jacko and PJ and Tim Tate. We're now going to talk about Warrington Town and Warrington Rylands. Um, we'll start with Rylands because why not? Because that was the game I went to on Tuesday. The Mark Sticker got for going. Wow, yeah. hold on a minute. You know. went to a Rylands game. I went to a Rylands game the first time since 2008 um, and 2009. Um, it was, it was, I, I was, I was welcome, very welcome. It was, it was made to feel very welcome. Where did um, you sit? Where did you sit, Jacko? So I got invited to the hospitality lounge for the first oh. bit, and then I watched the I watched the game from the stand. Friends with, in high places. With, eh? with the with the I, I watched it with the uh, the common people because obviously I am a man of the people. Wow! Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I watched I watched um, Ryan's Ryan's got a one all draw against Stafford. Stafford are now currently league leaders. Um, played really well, to be fair. Um, Ryan's they they battled against Stafford. Stafford were, were a good team. Um, and probably edged it slightly. There wasn't much between the two teams. Um, so, but it, it was one or two players that Ryan's always impressed with. Cal Dolan is what what a player he is. Um, it's the first time I've seen him, but he was he looked a real star, and you can see why he scores so many goals for Ryan's. Now, this is going to be a painful question for you, Jacko, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Number one, did you do an Alex Ferguson and put a cover over the uh, Ryan's badge on the back of the seat? There was no seat, so I was all right. I stood up. All right, okay. Number two, how do you think Town and Rylands are going to fare up? Well, I was, gonna, I was going to leave that until the end of the end of the uh, segment. To be honest with you, Tim, you know what I mean? Do a bit, of, right. do a bit of a prediction. You know I mean? Okay. Um, but I think I think Rylands will cause Town a lot of problems the way they play. Um, they don't they don't have wingers who track back. If that makes sense, they just have three or four up front. Um, Kane Drummond the jackal formation. Not quite as it's, it's not quite like that, but it's not far off. But yeah, every so every time that say Stafford lost the ball in, in attacking areas, they were straight up the pitch, straight up the end, other end with a with three on three every time. It's quite an interesting way how they play. You can see why they can see a lot of goals and score a lot of goals. Um, it was really opening. It's different to our town play, totally different to our town play. Um, but after Tuesday, they went up to, to play against Staff uh, Geisley, um, another one all draw. Um, so this guy gave me the sounds reading the match reports and speaking to uh, Rick Ward and Co on the interviews. Um, they were they were unfortunate to get only get away with a draw. Um, they were by the sounds of it a bet, the better side from large periods of the game. Um, Carl Dolan scored from the penalty spot after Ryan's went one nil down. So two points in the week. Could I think they'd have taken that at the start of the week? You know, two tough games. But maybe a little bit disappointed that they couldn't beat Geisley on Saturday. Um, we'll now go on to town. Town have had a mixed week. Um, so while I was watching Rylands against Stafford, uh, town were playing Bamber Bridge on Tuesday. Um, from reading again the match reports, town were dreadful in the first 30 minutes. Um, one of the worst performances of the season so far, according to many fans and many supporters. Go on, PJ. Yeah, I've got to say my, my scout was there on Tuesday, uh, feeding me information. Um, he said Sam were poor uh, at the start, they were under pressure from the off. Because uh, I think they got an early goal, Bamber Bridge. Yeah, so Bamber were 2-0 up in the first 20 minutes. So yeah, they were... and, um, and he was saying it could have been more. He said it could have been four or five if it wasn't for um, goal line clearances. Uh, but he did also tell me their third goal 
or it might have been the second goal. One of them, he says he's convinced it didn't cross the line. But if it's given, it's given. Yeah, Can't. exactly. No, exactly. there's no VAR or goal line technology in this league. Yeah. So, um, McDonald and Harris got the goals for town. It ended up being three two. I said the third goal was disputed, but if you don't if you don't start very well, you don't serve to win any games yeah. of football, do you? Well, um, was it the third? Was it the third one? Yeah, it was the third one. Yeah. Um, there you go. Saturday, town then bounced back. Um, I was at this game. Uh, they they had a. A good 1-0 win against Radcliffe, a much-needed win against Radcliffe. If they'd have lost, they'd have set a record. They haven't lost four games in a row for over 10 years. So if they'd lost four games in a row, that would have been a very badly unwanted record. Um, you weren't at the game because you were at the zoo. But, I was at Chester Zoo. Yeah. Fam- um, I, was on fam- I was on family duty <laughs> yesterday. So, town took the lead. Town started really well. Um, they came out like a house on fire. And they were they were really they really did play well. Um, attacked, uh, created chances. Should have been more than one up. They went one up after about three minutes with Stefan Mould scoring. Um, but then the second half, they were very very lucky to get a, a three nil a three the three points. Um, so I think it was you know they had I think three or four goal line clearances. Radcliffe hit the post. Uh, Radcliffe were a good side, so I think Town were. Very fortunate to get the three points there and get the win. Um, so, well, now we go on to the, the derby because that's on Tuesday. Um, we're going. Tim, are you coming along with us? <coughs> oh, he, oh, he's just he's just dying. He's all right. He's he's oh, he's, oh, he's dead. Yeah, <laughs> he's, uh, he's having a coughing fit. He's, he's he got too excited. He got overly excited. Yeah. About, but what, uh, how do you think the how do you think the game will go? If, well, because if you're if you you're, you you've watched Rylands, I've not I've not watched him uh, yet. Or well, yeah, I've not watched him yet. Um, if you're saying they're leaving players up front or further up, do you reckon Town could get him on the break if he plays the right formation and right players? This is it. I think that I think both teams look better on the break, so I won't be surprised if both teams try and sit back and get a, and get a, a, a some sort of you no. Know, Bring the team no, bring the bring the team. I don't think Ryan's can play like that. I think Ryan's need to be attacking. I don't think they can play yeah. for a one nil. Um, what did they look like defensively? They seem to let oh, a lot of goals in. The, the, well, from what I, like I said, because the, the the wingers don't come back, they're very open, um, and I can see why some games they get they get absolutely trounced. You know, I mean, they can see three or four, and they get beat quite comfortably. But I can also see why some games. If you're a defensive side, you're not going to bring your full-backs forward because they're going to be too busy being worried about the Carl Dolans and the Kane Drummonds of this world. So it's it's an interesting one to see how how the how the, the competition is going to be between the two teams. I think it's going to be a, a clash of styles, I think. Um, should, we, should we make a prediction? Yeah, go for it. I think I think we should do. Should, should we, do, you, uh, do you reckon Det Walker could be fired up for it? Well, our, Walk- our friend of the show. Well, Det Walker made his home debut on on um, on Saturday. He came off the bench. He played really well, to be fair. He he, he had a couple of chances, and he he or he had a great chance where he should have scored. Um, he created a chance for Mickey Howard, who probably should have hit the target. Um, he came on with and within thirty seconds left the player on the floor flat out because um, he he challenged him in the air. It was quite a good robust challenge. Um, was a foul, but you know you want to see that from the first instance of home debut. Um, but yeah, it was it was 
it, it, I think it's going to be a, a big, a big clash on Tuesday night. So I don't know what you guys think the score is going to be. With me being Mister Independent, I think it's going to be a two-two draw. Oh, I see. <laughs> on the fence. Now you see the, the only thing I'm saying about a two-two draw is Town don't score many goals, so a two-two draw is very, very optimistic. I um, think I think Buckley Ricketts is going to get two. He was on the he was on the bench yesterday. He didn't even start. Yeah, but, um, resting him, resting him. It's it's going to be a tough one, PJ. What do you reckon? All right. Well, listening to your, listening to off air about Rylands as well. Um, I'm going to stick with Town though. I'm not like you. Won't leave him. Um, I'll go. For, I'm going to go for a a two one win. Well, as you're too busy going to the zoo, I mean, I mean, as you watch any games of football, but um, <laughs> I, I, it's going to be, I think it'll be a massive depending on who scores first. If Town get the first goal, I think Town win. If if Ryan's get the first goal, it could be anything, literally anything. Um, Jacko, that's not a prediction. Come on, so give us I, a score. As a Town fan, it's going to be 17 0 to Warrington Town. <laughs> um, with with um, Deck Walker getting all 17. And then Ash can say he didn't play very well on next yeah. week. Yeah. <laughs> and he was plucked off the street. <laughs> and he was plucked off the street. Yeah. So after right, the Warren, on. football, after... football, footballing brain, Chris. Uh, I think one nil. One nil town. That's not what you were saying before. No, it's not. <laughs> Again, I'm going to contradict myself. <laughs> I don't actually know what the prediction is going to be because if you look at the form guide at the moment, Ryan's are playing better than town. If you look at the form guide. Um, yeah, yeah, but, but, I'm a, you, but I'm a, you said it only, only take only in this league. It only takes a couple of a, like a win, and then a win again, and you'd be flying in the league again. Exactly. So, I don't think. I think now Town have got a win. They just need to build on it. There's not much, there's not going to be much between the two sides at the end of the season. Put it that way. I think they're both going to be in and around the playoffs. Um. So yeah, I still think one nil Town. I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. It probably not- nil probably nil nil me. I've not seen Jacko sweat over a question like that for ages. <laughs> Last time oh, I've seen yeah. him do that is when I asked him if I could get on the pitch. He's like, oh, I'm sweating, there, go away. Um, so after the local... wiping his head with a napkin. So after, after, the, local da- <laughs> after the local derby on Tuesday, um, Town and Ryan's are both in FA Trophy action, which you'll get reaction to, obviously, after after the obviously on next week's podcast. So tra- Town are travelling up to Hebben. Um, Ryan's are travelling to Nantwich. The two, both of them are tricky ties for the FA Trophy. That So the FA Trophy, for those who don't know, is the FA Cup for non-league sides, basically. So it's the, where the non-league sides get a chance to get to Wembley. Um, so good luck to both of them in the next round of the FA Trophy. Um, that brings an end to the Warrington Town, Warrington Rylands chat. And next up, we'll do the Cheshire League. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. We're going to go into the Cheshire League now. Um, been a busy week for the Cheshire League sides. Um, we've had local derbies. We've had cup exits um, and some disappointing results. So we'll start with the local derby. It was uh, Dayton versus Eagle. 
Um, once again, Mr. Platt has managed to upset Eagle by saying that Dayton would love to play Eagle this week. I don't know what Ash has got against Eagle, but he's obviously got some agenda against him. Um, but Eagle came away with a 2-0 win. Uh, Keen Cooper and Amir Hadri, um, who got his fourth goal in five appearances, was got the goals. It's a great result, that 2-0 win. Um, the bad news for Eagle is Lewis McCavitt uh, left the field due to injury. He's a he's a big player for for Eagle, and it's a bit of a blow that they're missing. Um, great result for Eagle. Um, takes them up to tenth. It's starting to look more and more as if Dayton might have to get relegated to step, make a step, take a step back to move forward again. Because that's nine that nine defeats out of nine now, and they're miles off it. Um, so that is a concern for for Dayton, and we wish them. How many games? How many games are in the league? Thirty-four. Thirty-four because it's eighteen-team league, so seven, they've got a long way to go. But if you've not yeah. got any point, if you've not got a single point after nine games, it's, it's not looking great, is it? So yeah, it's, just need it's, to get, um, yeah. They need. I think they just need to do something, dating, don't they? Get a get a draw or well, Ash Ash made Didn't a couple they win last week. Or was that a they, cup? They won the cup last week. That's where Ash said that they you know they've got to oh, win now. The Eagle will be worried, but. He got Eagle got the two 0 win. Diane Nixon was over the moon with a result. Um, I mean, it seems to me that Ame Adri is a massive player for him. He's only played five games out of a possible twelve. You know, when he plays, he scores. It makes a big difference to their squad. And it's also Eagles' first clean sheet of the season, which is great news for Eagle. They'll be happy defensively as well. So that's a that's a good result for Eagle, and they'll be now hoping to kick on that back to back wins. Now um, they've not got a game next week, which is a bit is a bit frustrating for Eagle. Um, and you know they could if they had another game, you think yeah they got a chance to kick on and really push on for the rest of the season. But this is this is where Eagles start to struggle as well because the weather starts to turn, so thought and roll becomes bad. Um, they don't get to play enough games. That's where Eagles tends to struggle. But we'll see if they can get on a bit of a run, get a bit of form going, a bit of momentum. Um, Greenall's poor form continued as well. Um, they crashed out of the garlic, the Liverpool County Cup. They lost three two to a former side we know quite well. Avon Villa um, by three goals to two. It's another disappointing result for, for Greenalls. They've 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 had a poor start to the season. They haven't won since we saw them play against the Eagle at the start of the season. They just they just again they're another team just desperately need to win. Um so and they'll be hoping that next week is where they they get their win because they've got a huge local derby up at Walkers versus Dayton. So Dayton versus Versus Greenalls is a massive game. Um, you know, if Dayton if Dayton can win that, gives them a bit of belief. If Greenalls win it, it gets them somewhere near the relegation. Sort of, the teams just above them in the relegation zone. Um, if if they don't either win, you've got to fear that both are going to sort of get relegated this season because they're going to be miles away from everybody else. So it is a big concern that. Um, How many teams go down? Is it two? Two, yeah. And they're both. And at the moment, I think Greenalls have only got four points. Um, I think uh, Dayton have got nil, and then I think the nearest team. Who's the t- I was just going to ask who's the nearest team. So, Carlton reserves, and they must have about they must have about thirteen points. Then they're on eleven yeah, so points. A big gap. Yeah, yeah, there's a big gap, and they've and that's what I mean. If 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 they don't get a positive result, the both teams on Saturday, I think that's going to be the the um, the end of them in terms of trying to stay up. No, it'd be, it would be it would be a miracle if they do stay up. That's the only thing I would suggest. Um, Real scary, scary um, stat is that Greenalls have the worst 
um, deficit on goal difference to 30 goals down after 11 games. Yeah, and the, and, the, and the, what makes it more worried is he started the season really well. They got a good win against... Um, Local rivals, really. Against the Eagle, 1-0, which was a surprise because yeah. we thought Eagle would, would give him a good... You know, give him a good hiding, and they didn't. Um, and Greenall's played out. I thought Greenall's played out of the skin, but just since then they've not been involved. They've not been able to get in any sort of form. Um, losing the cup games doesn't help either. And they just again they're one of them teams that I think need a, need a win to get themselves back up and running um, within the season. Um, we're moving to League Two now. It's not been a good week for the Warrington sides in League Two. Um, more we're home to FC St Helens and they lost two 0 that's now back-to-back home defeats for, for more after losing to Bollington last week. And they haven't scored in either game. So, they they, they, they they'll want to win the next game, which I think is in the County Cup, uh, against Altering and Reserves, just to make sure this, this doesn't turn into a massive slump. Because if it does turn into a massive slump, then it becomes a problem. This is what they got into last year, where they couldn't win a game. And they went on a bit of a run. Uh, so, they, they want to sort of get a couple get, get a win under the belt. Um, Altering Reserves is going to be a tough game because Altering Reserves, are, I think, a couple of leagues above them. Um, so it'll be a tough game, but they'll they'll want to get want to get a win there. Um, Lim Rovers also lost. They lost to former Warrington League champions Haydock um, in really a bit of a thumping. To be fair, five goals to two. Um, Lim are obviously disappointed with that. Haydock have have started quite well this season. Um, they've they've won. I think for three games, four games uh, this season so far, but they have got a lot of games and hey, not for some reason. Um, I don't know why they've, they've they've only played. Let me have a look. They've only played actually for about eleven, but they've had a bad start to the season. Hey, not, and it's a bit of a surprise that um, to get such a big win against Lim Rovers um, in the County Cup. They've got Poulton Fix, who are another side. I think a league above, um, maybe even two leagues above the uh, Lim Rovers so again they'll be open for a big cup shot there to get back onto winning ways because they've had a bit of a wobble in the last couple of weeks as well um, so that's the Cheshire League roundup. and next up we'll come on to talk about the Warrington League Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. We're now going to talk about the Warrington Saturday and Sunday leagues. Um, at the time of recording, we haven't got any of the county cup scores. So if you're waiting for your team's score to be read out, we haven't been, we haven't been given it. If you, you want your online, you have to go online to have a look. Or in future, if you if you want to give us your score, just send us a, a DM on Twitter or Facebook, and we will gladly read out your scores. You want to give us a bit of a match report? We'll happily support you. Um, you know, we're always looking for you know, we can't be at every game. So if you can give if you can give us some you know some match reports and stuff, we'll happily report on them and no problem at all. But we'll start with the Prem Division. Um Grappin all made it back to back wins with a 3-0 win against Croft. Um that's a good start for Grappin all for obviously the first season back in the Prem Division for the, the first time a couple of seasons. Um Benji Mularki, uh Ross Bunzel and Alex Hill got the goals for Grappinall. It's a great win for them now. I think that's back-to-back wins and back-to-back clean sheets. Um, it just shows how strong that Division 1 was last year. Because I don't think they didn't win the league last year. I think they finished like third or fourth. Um, but it's a great it's a great 
um, result for for Grappenall. Um, other game in the Premier Division, there was only one game in the Premier, other game in the Premier Division, and that was Runcorn Albion three, Pay Points two, um, Pay Points who won the division last year in the in that in the Division One, um, have started slowly with only one win out of the first three games, two other draw, other two or two draws. Sorry, two defeats. Sorry, um, so not a great start to the season, um, and they'll be hoping to kick on um, in the next few few weeks and bounce back um, into Division One now. Um, AFC Millbrow one, Rainhill Town one. Uh, AFC Millbrow still unbeaten. Um, good start for them guys. Um, Blackbrook two, Farnworth nil. Two teams I think would be expected to be at the top end of the table by the end of the season. Blackbrook now have made it three wins from three. Um, great start for those guys. Um, Bold, five, New Street Youth Development, two. Um, Sankey Vale Reserves, one, Bruce, eight. Dion Griffin got five. Yeah, I hear a rumour that he didn't even get man of the match. Oh, that is, I can confirm. First hand, that is true. As so, I... Manager, manager Jack Barber decided that scoring five goals wasn't enough to get man of the match. That is very true, yeah. The lad, <laughs> who, won... the lad who gave three assists got man of the match, Jordan Callum. And he wonder why he, get, he used to get called the in-betweeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe all them years of beating goal and getting it in the face has made him a bit, you know, a bit drunk. Well, that's that, maybe why. That's <laughs> the, all, uh... the goals that went, all the goals that went flew past him. He's like, I hate goal scorers here. <laughs> well, he, that he is used the to... second highest win for Bruce since... Manager Tim Tate was involved. I think <laughs> it's a it's a big win that um, Village Reserves four, Wollstone Reserves one. That's that's Division one. Um, we're going to Division two now. So Division two, you had Brookvale two, Sidak four, Bruce Reserves one, Croft Reserves one. Um, Croft Reserves has got some players in that team that are quite a good squad. Um, quite a good result for Bruce Reserves. That's yeah, it was a really good result. For they've struggled. Um, Rail Town Youth Development five, Hale Bank three, and St Mike's Youth Development five, and Crossfields nil. Um, we've missed out one team there, which was Orford. Orford two, Wilson Rovers thirds one. And earlier, myself and Tim spoke to Peter Slavin from Orford about their start of their season. Hi, good evening. Welcome back to the Warrington Football Podcast. This evening we're interviewing uh, Pete Slavin from Orford Football Club. How are you doing, Pete? You okay? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, good. And you've got a, a friend with you tonight who's... Yeah, I've got, uh, yeah, got um, part of the committee, um, Adam Barnett. Uh, he does a lot on the uh, social media side. Um, and helps with the sponsors and stuff like that. So, yeah. How are you doing, guys? You okay? Yeah, good, mate. You. Is that to make sure yeah, Pete yeah. doesn't say anything libelous? Is that what it's for? That? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a big poking stick here. <laughs> cattle prods always work. Jacko uses <laughs> cattle prod on me. Yeah, less, of, less of that, Tim. What goes on first? It must be those two stages between those two. Oh, yeah. Sorry. It's supposed to be PC, this, isn't it? <laughs> 
So, Orford are having a good start to the season. Both teams. Uh, yeah. So, you've been getting your boots on, Pete? Yeah. Uh, so, pre-season, uh, I tried a few different players up front and none of them could hit a barn door. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, I started myself first game against Croft away. one 4 nil, Scored two. Thought, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right here. And then next two games, didn't score against Bruce, even though we won 8-1. And I did score yesterday when we played Wollstone. So I might be on the bench on Saturday, put myself <laughs> on the bench. That's the fun part. I know. Um, so three and three then for both teams, is that? Yeah, yeah. So obviously the first team, uh, we've won our first three, Wollstone, Bruce and uh Croft um, and the second team, Blackbrook, Bold Rangers, um, Holborough. Yeah, so yeah, um, doing really well. Um, I think that the the reason why we have done so well at the start of the season is obviously the preparation. Uh, yeah. Had a really good pre season. Both teams uh, really put some hard work in uh, on the fitness side, and we've done more on sort of the technical side of, of, of passing. And keeping the ball and using a three touch at training and just drumming it into the lads and it took a bit of while for the lads to get used to it because all they want to do is play a football match and have as many touches but really trying to drum down to say look three touch and that's it and you know it, it seemed to have worked and and I think we've paid off both teams pre you know start of the season hundred percent hundred percent. So, how do you find the standard this year in the league? So, obviously, you're in the same league as Bruce's first team. I watched a few games last year. You two are quite close, but this year it dropped down the league, but you seem to be just smashing it. Um, standard, yeah, I think I think um, the standard in the, in the league that we were in that we're in at the moment is is okay, but it's not not brilliant. Um, I think we we weren't great either. Um, so we did, you know, they, they relegated us, uh, but we added a few good additions to the squad that we didn't think we would. And when they come in, it sort of transformed the team a little bit. And so, obviously, the, the quality of the players that we've got, I think, are a little bit too high for where we are. Yeah, but I think you know, it doesn't matter what quality you've got, if you haven't got the de- desire and the right attitude to play on the pitch on the day, you know, you can get beat by any team. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I think, yeah, so... it, I think, it, I think it goes back down to, to the club ethics as well. I mean, recently Pete's took over, haven't you, from uh, from Tony. Um, and I think, Orford, looking at Orford now, it's like a bit of a desirable club to come to because you've got everything there. You've got, the, obviously, the sponsors. Um, you've got... All the lads enjoying the pre-season, enjoying the games. You've got them all there on time, and it's what you want as a as a community club, really. Yeah, everyone's committed. Everyone's putting in. Yeah, and from all aspects, it's great to hear. It's nice. It's good to hear for Warrington football. So, could I just come in? How much of a hangover was there from leaving the Cheshire League, going back to the Warrington League last season? Was it was that a massive impact on the squad as a whole? Yeah. So, so we'll give you a little bit of history. Obviously, Tony Walsh was Mr. Orford. He he ran that club with his dad for years and years and years. And uh, last September, he, he resigned from it and took a step back. Uh, 
So it was left between me and Bear to sort of take it on. And at that time, I was only playing. I wasn't managing or anything. I was just helping Tony out playing. So uh, when we took it on, the quality wasn't there. You know, we, we had a really poor team in terms of uh, organisation, if, if, if you know what I mean. Um, so what... When when I first started at the club with the Cheshire League, uh, when they were in the Cheshire League, I was playing for the thirty. Uh, we had some really good players like Lee Moran and and Macker and people like that. But then obviously they've left and managers have left, and they left a load of young lads in the Cheshire League, and I don't think they're quite up for it. So we had to resign from the Cheshire League because it we just. It was just getting really silly. So we went back into the Warrington League and I think they put us in a league that was a bit still too high for a very young team who haven't won really many games as a as a group of lads. So when we took over last year, being bare, we, we had to get a bit of structure about it and and set a few rules, you know, uh like not be late. You pick for who you get play for. So if I pick you for the first team, you must play. Uh, and just setting a you know a bit of a standard of what to do and what not to do. And it it took us twelve months to get to where we are now, where everyone's really committed and and stuff. So it has been hard work, really hard work to get where we are now. Yeah. So you're not just an adult team, are you? You've got a junior section as well. How easy yeah. are you finding it moving? The juniors through the system to get into the open age first teams. Um, it it difficult to be honest. Um, so we got uh reached out by uh, someone from the Orford juniors to say uh some sixteen year olds, seventeen year olds are going to come up, eighteen year olds, uh to come and train. And we're like brilliant, bring them along, more the merrier. But they just didn't turn up. We asked and asked and asked. We had plans, didn't we? Yeah, we 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 thought we were going to get a fair few lads and we thought well if we get a fair few lads we might be potential having a third team here yeah you know and 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 so we were really looking forward to it we had we had in place we had Adam was going to manage the third team uh we had uh, a kit already uh which we've got a spare kit ready for them but they just never turned up so a bit disappointed on that on that to be honest yeah for, from my experience with that as well what you do find is if you've got some really good players in the youth at 16, 17, they seem to be getting pinched by the Cheshire League teams in the yeah. local area. Yeah. Got to scout them and, and sell them, you know, come yeah. play this standard. And then you lose that bringing what you've built through youth into the open age. I think I'm, I, might, I might do a bit of a different approach next season and try and go down to a few games. Uh, of the of the under seventeens or under eighteens, whatever age group it is, and and just introduce myself and and so they know who to speak to or who to see when they do finish to say, oh well, Pete said he can come, you know, I can come down to training for them in the summer. So, you know, I, I might do that a couple of times and just. I mean, on the so, on the social media side of things, I'm I'm trying to create that ethic now where. I'm getting in contact with all the younger teams from from seven age seven upwards. So yeah. making sure that we're keeping that rapport with them. So obviously we're one club, um, and it'd be good to to be able to to share some of them stories on our posts and and stuff like that. 
Um, so it's I try and share as much as I can on the social media, um, and and try and, and try and push it push it as far as it can go really. So like that, a lot of the posts have changed that we put on match reports we put on now that we've never really had. Um, trying to make it a bit more interactive and and want to attract these players to Orford. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Orford is a football club in, the, in terms of the Warrington League. have got one of the best facilities, arguably, in the town with yeah. Orford Jubilee. Um, yeah. Certainly the Warrington League. That should be a massive selling point for you as a as a club, that you can show the lads the facilities that you've got. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, I, I really like the, the facilities at Orford. The first, pitch, first team pitch can be a bit desired, to to be honest. It's not the, it's not the greatest because you can have anybody playing on it at any point. Uh not like the Cheshire League pitches where sometimes they're closed off or you know they're owned by clubs. Uh, so, but the, in terms of showering facilities and stuff like that, you, can, you can't go wrong. You're always going to get a hot shower at, at an Orford Jubilee. I've been to some places and oh god, it's either too hot or too cold. Yeah, yeah. Newton League used to be like that. I remember going to Newton. And it'd be like freezing cold. It'd be minus six outside, and then yeah. And in the summer, you have a friendly. It's roasting. It's like what's going on here? Yeah, <laughs> solar powered showers. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm trying to get another question, but I was to word this. But what's the difference you've noticed? You've been obviously playing for a long time, Slav. Um, yeah. What's the what's the big difference you've noticed now? As a because you say you had to bring in rules. As you no, know, if you pick a team, yeah. you play for a team. Is that something that's changed in, in your time as playing? Oh yeah, massively. Um, when I first started playing, I was in the Lancashire Prem. Well, the club was in the Lancashire Prem, and you didn't even have mobile phones then. So you used to get a phone call uh, on your house phone to say, "Can you play?" Um, be at the pitch for one o'clock, and that was it. There was no ifs, buts, or maybes. You were there, or you get sold at training. Um, but nowadays it's it's totally different. The players are totally different. They do what they want. I had a lad yesterday. He went and dropped his mate off at the airport. I didn't turn up till quarter past two. Didn't even bother telling me. You know, I think what do you do? But then he goes and scores the winner. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't put him on the bench next week. <laughs> so, but yeah, but the, the attitudes changed. You know. Um, I, so I've had to set these rules and they've all talked to these rules, which is, you know, which is good. Um, and they've got a bit more respect as well because trying to install that sort of winning mentality, you know, I've played some good teams in the past and every changing room, they, soon as soon as you get in that changing room, you put your kit on, you're on it straight away, your head's on it, you, you're in the game. So... That's what I've been trying to do to them. It's like as soon as you start changing, getting changed, all you talk about is football. You don't talk about last night or tonight or what you've done this week. It's I watched your dressing room yesterday uh, on Saturday before the game, and Bear was in there, uh, one of the sponsors, IWJ Groundworks, and he bought them all Red Bull sweets, a nice little presentation in the middle. All kits were hung up, and I was like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> Wouldn't have got that That's in our <laughs> An orange, half an eaten orange. Yeah. And a magic sponge on the sideline. <laughs> if you went to some grounds, you got a lukewarm cup of tea, didn't you? If you if you went to some grounds. Yeah, yeah. I I used to play, you used to get a cup of tea at half time or 
Hey, we're, we're lucky anyway because one of our sponsors that's bought our trading tops, uh, Mrs. O's Cafe in Howler. Um, so it's Bear's mother-in-law. Um, so we go there every Saturday morning. Uh, one of Slav's rules is we need to be there for 10 o'clock. Uh, all have a breakfast together, have a chat, sit, and uh, you see how everyone's feeling, don't you? And then uh, obviously get over to the game and then back to the, the King's Head after the game as well. And then another one of our sponsors, uh, like with Andy Fannin, he's played football all his life. That's the landlord there, and Paul Yates is one of the Orthodox players as well. So we get we get a nice good scran on in there after the game as well. Yeah, so, it's nice nice pub to go to as well, Kingshead. Yeah, brilliant. So how important, Adam, is it is it for a club like Orford to get to get the sponsorship in? Because you know, Cheshire League it seems to be a lot easier for the clubs to get sponsorship. How difficult yeah. is it for clubs in the Warrington League? Do you know what? Um, I mean, from from our perspective, when Slav took over and Bear and stuff like that, and then obviously we've got uh, Margie and Ross uh, on the second team, the sponsors seem to we we never we wasn't really short of sponsors, was we? Uh, no, not really. But at the end of the day, you've got to make it desirable for yeah. the sponsor. You. Um, yeah. So a lot of it, my sort of thinking was to get the social media going and get yeah. get these sort of posts up and. And stuff, and now obviously, you know, since I since I've been at Orford five six years, we've not really had any sort of trading gear and stuff like that. So, yeah. getting that sorted as well, and making the team look the part has been been essential as well. You know, because you you go around like all these Cheshire leagues, they all look the part when they turn up to the game. They look the part. So if the players look the part and feel the part, yeah, then you know it's it's gonna gonna help the club grow. Part of the family, then, aren't you? Do you know what I mean? With all the, when you've so. got all the gear on, but I mean, without the local businesses, community businesses, and stuff like that, we wouldn't even have sponsors on our kits. Do you know what I mean? Back in the day, you never really used to have sponsors on your kits, but I mean, it's like with these local businesses, some of these the businesses haven't really got that much money, but they, they take the chance and they go, Do you know what? I can see what they're trying to build there, and, and we'll, we'll commit to that because we can see. Not so much the benefits for them, but to to get the name out there and and be attached to something that that Pete's trying to build up. Do you know what I mean? And it's so we'd like to give them a big shout. Oh, that's why we'd like mentioning them today because it, without them, we wouldn't have half the gear, and the lads wouldn't fit like Pete said. Feel the part. Yeah, it's it's a it's a great thing for local football. So I think one more question we'll ask uh, Slav. Who yeah. are the players to watch out for in your squad? If anyone's going down to watch, who are the oh, right. apart, from, um, apart from yourself, of course. <laughs> no, because no, no. we we've already but, been singing your praises this season, so we don't want to do it too much because you won't yeah. be, you won't be able to get he's going to he's going to get lynched at training. No, no, no. <laughs> so so there's, 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 there's three players that I've, I've mentioned is uh, Reese Ashcroft, um, who All plays Cam, uh, brilliant player, great on the ball. Uh, you know, he's uh, got the right attitude, really, really good player. Uh, Alan Woodward on the left, left winger. His dad, Chris, Chrissy Woodward, was a fantastic player in the day yeah. as well. Uh, and we've got a goalkeeper called Lee Blackburn, uh, who's uh, was at Altingham. Uh, and he's massive, massive unit of a keeper. And uh, to be honest, I I think he'll get snatched up pretty soon, to be fair, because he's that good. Um, but it is what it is. I'd rather players go on and progress into higher teams uh, if they want to. You know, uh, that's what I always wanted to do as a player. I always wanted to play at the best level I could. So 
if anybody said to me, Slav, I've been approached by this team, uh, you know, it's a better team, you know, crack on, let's go. Um, all for that. Yeah, it's also a compliment on you as well, helping them develop. Yeah, oh. yeah. Um, I'm trying. I'm trying my best with them and and installing sort of the way I've conducted myself over the last twenty odd years playing is you know and giving hundred percent effort every time I play. Um, and that's what I want them to do. So, if if they turn into a decent player and want to go and play at a higher level, hopefully I've installed a bit of me into them. Yeah, definitely. Right. Well, thanks for your time, Slav and Adam. Yeah. Um, Good luck to Warford for the rest of the season. We'll try and yeah. get down and watch them uh, soon. Um, get down to watch a game, give give the feedback, and yeah, hopefully definitely. we'll speak to you later. Hopefully we we'll speak to you later in the season. Up yeah, the green good. army. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. That was Peter Slavin from Orford FC. Um, talk about how they have basically rebuilt the club and brought in a set of rules. And it seems to pay off at the moment. I said three before, three wins from three. Um, currently flying in their division. Um, they, they did find it tough last year. I think they, they're the only team who lost to Bruce last season. And that's how bad they were. Um, so, good to see that they've, both the first and the reserve team, because the reserve team won 2-0 yesterday in Division 3. I've had unbeaten starts this season. Hopefully, we can see Orford growing as a football club. Um, interesting what his comments were about um, players now not being the same as they were when he was younger. It's something that we've all seen in our careers. You know, play younger players changing how they change the changing habits of the team. Um, into Division Three now, we've got uh, FC Burtonwood two, Blackbrook four, Joseph Holt two, Saint Mike's third six. Weren't you weren't you uh, touted for Saint Mike's, Paul? You know, weren't that one that Saint Mike's third your team tried to get you? Uh, no, it's Christian. Keeps mentioning it to me, so I should go. <laughs> um, Redgate three, Bowl Rangers nil, and the Village thirds two, Highton five. So that's the Warrington Saturday League. We're now going to move into the Sunday League. Um, not much happened in on the, in terms of the league this year. The Sunday League. Brookvale beat the Kingshead by three goals to two. Um, good result for Brookvale, that. Um, Kingshead have had a bit of a wobble the last few weeks and they need to start picking up some results again. Um, Craig Mather's playing for the for Kingshead, so he's a, he's a, he's a good player. Um, into the, the the Cup also started this week um, and we've got Beachwood 2, Clockface 1, Chapelford 0, Grappin Athletic 8. Grappin have had a great start to the season, currently unbeaten. Um, they're one of the unbeaten sides. Great start to the season. Um, the Bridge 5, Winnick 0. And the Crown 1, Bulls Head 1. But the Crown won 5-4 on penalties. So, good win for the Crown. Um, and then the big shock of the week. Um, the game which I thought would have been... was only going to be one winner. Uh, Blackburn Arms 2, FC Sankey 1. FC Sankey on their Twitter account were raging with the performance. They were not impressed with how they played. And they said it was unacceptable. Big shock for the Warriors. That's going to make that league, that that cup wide open now, I think. 
Do you reckon they just played some of the lads who don't play? I haven't seen the team, but obviously Lewis McCavitt got injured playing for Eagle. He's a massive part of their squad. Um, if he's missing, you know, it makes you wonder how much of an impact it's had on 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 Sankey. Um, you know, to, to lose yeah. a player like that is a is a big blow. Um, and from what I could what I've seen on Twitter, his foot's in a boot, so hopefully he's not going to be out for oh, too no. long. Um, but hope, hope, uh, hope he has a speedy recovery. Yeah, hopefully you so. You don't like seeing players out injured, but particularly with Sankey joining the national cup as well. Um, they want they'll need they'll need the, the big players to be to be available. Um, Lewis might be coming on the show soon as well, so we've got to be nice to him. Um, he wants to come on, so we said he, he's more than welcome. Um, so yeah, we're being we're being we're being nice. We're not we're not getting people on who we've upset in the past uh, and trying to grovel <laughs> to make him feel better. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be nice to everybody now. Um, and just say and say what we think about football. Um, so that's the Warrington Saturday and Sunday League roundups. Um, big thank you to Tim and PJ for being on this week. Thanks for having me. Um, that is the Warrington Football Podcast. And once again, I think we've shown we're more than just a rugby town. Goodbye. <laughs>